Welcome to Gotfei Japan Stories. This first mix we're playing while we're doing the show is from Modality, The Aftermath. Welcome to Gotfei Japan Stories. I'm Shank, and uh, on this episode, which is number five, I've got over here Adam3. What's up? Modality. Hey, kids. <laughs> and these guys, they are resident DJs here in Tokyo, make a lot of music, have been for some time, good friends of mine. And I thought that we'd do the All Tokyo Spectacular DJ Show, which basically just means like, okay, what's up with DJing in Tokyo? You know, yeah. something like that. So, um, yeah, well, fuck. I mean, we got like two guys here, so it's, we're just gonna have to kind of shoot the shit. But Adam, how long have you been here for now, man? I've been here for about nine years. Nine and years. Part of the factor of that is I came to Tokyo with a lot of curiosity, and I have to say, Tokyo is one of the best kept secrets in the world. And、um, one of the things that kept me here is the club scene. The music here is it's amazing. I mean, the clubs are thriving compared to, to Canada. But I have nothing but great things to say about Canada as well. How about you? I've been in、uh, Tokyo for a little over three years. Three years? No? No? And then the whole time, pretty much DJing as much as you can or getting out, mixing it up.、Uh, I tend to go up and down, so it's kind of a, kind of a sine wave of DJing action. Yeah. So, yeah, Peaks so, and valleys. Yeah,、exactly. Peaks and valleys, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll have bur- bursts of creativity and、uh, busy schedule, and then I'll take some time. A little dry,、yeah. dry spell now and then. Dry、yeah. spell, I mean, self and self. What do I want to say? Studio time. Yeah, studio time. Thank you, thank you. I'm not a fucking good host. <laughs> and, and for those who don't know, you know, of course, Got Fade Japan podcast, me and Johnny do the show. I'm sure if you listen to the podcast, you know I, I worked for a record label here for two years so, and a music magazine for six months before that. So I've also spent many a night, many nights in fucking clubs. Just. Like, for one reason or another, sometimes good, sometimes bad. What was the label?、Um, Swamp Records, and I had a, my own side label called Fat Tip Records.、Um, hip hop? The Swamp was jazz hip hop. Because at that time in Japan, of course,、uh, there was like the new Jabez came out, and then like, there was like this huge like, kind of jazz K hip hop scene going on, right?、Mm-hmm. Or kind of like underground hip hop was doing well. And.、Uh, Was that controlled by DJ Crush, do you think?、Or? I don't, you know, DJ Crush before that, of course, was big, or like, I guess the first DJ out of Japan that was really big was DJ Honda, right?、Mm-hmm. When we were like back in the 90s. It was big internationally,、yeah. you know,、yeah. in the early 90s. It, but,、uh, like Tawate. Yeah, yeah, like Tawate. The delight. Yeah, exactly. But I think is what it was in Japan was there was a thirst for independent music, but they couldn't understand indie hip hop like、uh, Living Legends or these kind of like lyrical, lyrically based hip hop. Japanese people don't speak English. So they really gravitated towards sound. And which meant like, that's why producers in Japan, in my opinion, rock. You know, but you know, lyrically, everyone's got their own opinion, but the sound, capturing that sound. Well, they say J pop has the largest music industry in the world. Well, you know, the biggest thing is is that it's the, yeah, in Japan, it has the largest retail market in the world.、Mm. But we saw HMV close last year. Yeah. You know, yeah, one of the、yeah. majors, like the Tower Records of Japan. Yeah, they're having a bad year. The industry is changing. I mean, the、oh. internet. 
the way that we exchange music now. I mean, I used to go out and buy records. Oh, dude. Just a few years ago, you know. I just said, a you know, few years ago, man. Right, right. And now it's like I, a music store is like, you know. I mean, you're you using your Serato or you you have something. I mean, it's just like cheaper, easier. With SoundCloud, I mean, I have to give credit where credit's due. SoundCloud is amazing. I've been able to collaborate, for example, with my sister, who's a violinist. And I'm like, can you can you play? We did O Holy Night. I'm like, record it. She posts up on SoundCloud. I download it, put in the beats, post it back up. Someone else can take that and remix it. Someone did a video for it. Yeah, it's yeah. just technology is making the world a really tiny room. And the thing about vinyl, as much as I love it, I've used it, I mean, I've been a DJ for 15 years. You had to use vinyl 15 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you had to, that's the only mm-hmm. choice. Like, right? it's either crappy rack CD, uh, rack CDJs or vinyl. Everybody uses vinyl. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. But the shit's heavy. Like, that's, <laughs> that's that's something that's gonna go into because you guys play a lot of events in Tokyo. I've done. I've got to admit, I I used to do maybe two or three like DJ sets a year for promotional things, you know. Mm-hmm. Or even I think last year I did like two birthday parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's I'm not a fucking resident. D- I'm not not a DJ like by far. But um, the biggest thing was was carrying a fucking cart full of fucking equipment. Carrying a rec- a box full of records mm. and carrying like maybe I had a sampler or something like a little bit extra I wanted to bring with me mm. a CDJ or something and um, yeah just carrying equipment in Tokyo because mm. do you guys drive? No, I don't drive. Back back in the day in uh, Portland, I would do events with my friend Chuck and we would bring everything and it's like it, it's a serious project. It's yeah. like, like turntables, sound system. Mixers. And then at the end of the night, you, you're you're drunk at the end of the night. You got to get that all in the, the van or in the car. Right. Hope yeah. nobody breaks into the car and steals all your shit. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking project, man. Yeah. Now I just walk up to the club. I have uh, thousands of songs in my pocket. So that's basically what you do now. Now you yeah. basically are you're you're using like MP3s or you're MP3s. using like yeah. MP3s for MP3s. all of your DJing. I mean, vinyl is is crap, and I think. Like if you look at human history, things go out of fashion, things come back in, nothing truly dies, it just goes to sleep for a while. I mean, playing vinyl is so much more fun, but the technology, like I wake up the the morning before uh, an event at a club Mm -hmm. and I'm downloading the freshest tunes from my man, Timothy Wisdom back in Vancouver. Nice, uh, nice. Actually, I just made a CD cover for him and right now it's being published. He's just, he's putting it together right now. It should be up on SoundCloud. As we speak. What was his name? Morning. What was his name again? Timothy Wisdom. Timothy Wisdom on SoundCloud, people. Check it out. Oh, man. And of course, Modality and Adam3. Check them out on SoundCloud. You can find them under, you know, the people icon, the people tab. And uh, check out some of the music, guys. Actually, it turns out there are a few modalities. So just go to uh, soundcloud.com slash DJ Modality. Yep. There. DJ Modality. Not just Modality. DJ. Somebody, t- somebody stole it. I mean, it's somebody totally a name I would not imagine. <laughs> but then a second ago, we just like uh, were on SoundCloud and searched Adam Three, and there was like some <laughs> other random shit came up. There's a really was- crazy uh, German. It's a shocking film 
with a guy in a Spider-Man suit who uh -huh. does some really nasty things, and the title is Adam III. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, You're like that's not me, man. That's not me, like, Spider-Man, German. It's you! Like, no! Actually, you look like you could be German, and I know you like Spider-Man. I know you like comics. Uh, it's, it's not coincidence. It's yeah. Just, yeah, but the stuff this guy does is just... I, I could imagine. <laughs> so, okay, okay, back to TJ to Tokyo. Um, so, yeah, okay, so venues. Venues. I mean, for the people outside of Tokyo that don't know, um, I guess it's kind of to get a grasp of the city, it's hard to say. Imagine taking, like, say, Seattle, Portland, Vancouver, San Francisco, yeah. and half of LA, and the Hollywood. Lower East Side, and Brooklyn, and squash them all together into one megalopolis. Boom. That's what we have in Tokyo. So we yeah. have like tons of different areas of town that have different kinds of music, different kinds of patrons, different people Everything. come out. Yeah. So maybe we could start with like area. What area of town do you guys like to work in most? Or like go clubbing in, DJ in, like DJ clubbing. Uh, each, well to give, to give people a grasp, if you haven't been to Tokyo, Tokyo is geographically a very tiny place. Uh, it has a population of Canada, 35 million people, yeah. crammed into a thimble. And so it churns out, everyone's a DJ in Tokyo. So you have lots of talent and amazing music. In, in fairness though, that's true everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially, well, especially nowadays, man, because anyone can DJ. Yeah. Anybody yeah. Can everyone DJ is a DJ. Though. If you yeah. can push play, you're a DJ. Yeah. I mean, it's not its not that difficult. It's, it's good and bad DJs. I mean, it's like difficult it. to be a bad DJ, but I, there's so much good music out there. Um, there's shit as well. But anyway, getting back to Tokyo, each station, there's so many stations, has different characteristics. Wow. And I consider there's a certain sound that comes from Rapungi. I would agree. I would isn't agree. Isn't there? Yeah. Agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, they do. I, I've played drum and bass events there. I've played with Dirty Phonics, High yeah. Contrast. Uh, Vince, Jean, uh, Francois, we did shows there. Yeah, uh, so there is, Francois, yeah, yeah. So there, yeah. there is quality music there. Um, but I would have to say my overall favorite club to play at would be Unit. Daikanyama. And Daikanyama. Yeah, Daikanyama is kind of a, it's a little upscale part of town. And it doesn't have a lot of clubs, but the places that are there, like M, might, some guys I know, the Sato Brothers run, and um, yeah. Of course, uh, Unit, they have quality shows, you know, yeah. really high quality I shows. I saw DJ Crush play a six hour set there. Was, was like, that over New Year's? Was that uh, a New Year's show? It was his 20th anniversary set. So. Because yeah. I know he also does a New Year's show there every year, I think. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, for the countdown, countdown yeah. show there. Yeah. Ah, man, yeah, I could imagine that's sick. I've seen some good, like, hip hop there as well, like, not just DJ stuff in live bands. Mm -hmm. um, I'd see Living Legends, we were talking about earlier. I'd seen um, some jam bands there. Um, I'd seen kind of like a little bit of everything there. Mm -hmm. uh, skateboarding events there, they have kind of a little bit of everything there, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then there's Womb. Womb. There is Womb. Womb is... Womb has the highest... Uh, would you say that Womb has the highest uh, percentage of artists that are flown in to play specifically like Electronica there? They have probably, what, four, mm -hmm. or five, four or five headliners like every week. It's, it's ridiculous, crazy. man. Yeah, it's huge. It's yeah. also the location it's in. Yeah. It's in Shibuya. Uh, yeah. It's in Shibuya up on the hill, which yeah. is like a popular club row. We have a, kind of a club row area up there. It's just got like tons of clubs. It's also, in terms of design, it's one of the most beautiful clubs I've ever seen. Like just the huge box is like visually amazing. It's good until but you see a bitch fall down that spiral staircase. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Every <laughs> time. Wait, wait, wait. Or is that me? <laughs> yeah, I was falling down looking at a bitch. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, I know what you mean. And the sound's good in there. Um, well, there are kind of problems with the big box. Uh, so some people don't like the sound so much. But, the acoustics uh, in a live house are far superior to a nightclub. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, in, in all the tick boxes, I'd say that room has, it's got location, mm -hmm. size, mm -hmm. it has lasers, it has the Death Star, that gigantic mirror yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it has qual you know, quality, it's got many different uh, rooms. I actually, I, I was there once for the AX exchange, the Armani exchange party, and there's all these fucking DJs I didn't know who any of them were. They're all from Europe and shit, and like, as you know, like, I'm, I'm kind of into hip-hop. I like DMB and Jungle and stuff, but like, this was kind of like really like house techno party, right? Yeah. And like, like muscly dudes without shirts on, like DJing and shit, <laughs> like, like really getting into it. But they had a fucking, the, the VIP room that they have there. That's what I do. Yeah, it was, that VIP room was fucking like free everything. Everything in the room was free. Drank more booze I've ever drank in, in like a two hour period of my life for three hours. And I have to say it was one of the funnest clubs I've ever been in. Yeah. Dude, I was so annihilated. Everyone was just fucking partying. Then I can't say the music was all that good, but fucking experience. I lost all my shit that night. <laughs> so I must have had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, uh, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. I woke up with bloody knuckles and a black eye, I think. <laughs> and I didn't even get in a fight. Uh, yeah. That was you in the bathroom. Yeah, just with me mirror. falling yeah. down some stairs and those goddamn stairs again, I guess. Yeah, so, okay, okay. Shibuya, like, uh, Shibuya, uh... I, I like Shibuya best myself. Yeah. Like, there's just, there's so many clubs compressed into, like, such a small area. A you, you can hit, like, three or four, like, major clubs in Tokyo mm -hmm. with, without even jumping into a taxi. Yeah, without and, taking a train or getting a yeah, taxi yeah. or... Um, and and much different vibes at each club too. Absolutely. Like, mm. And sometimes in like for example Club Atom, we've got psychedelic trance, hip hop, R and B, house, like all in one club. All in one club. Yeah, I've noticed that that's like a it's it's kind of a standard fare for the multi-level clubs in Japan. For example, uh Hachi and Omote Sando will do that. They'll have like like trance on one floor, DMB on another floor, like 90s hip hop on another floor. You need that. Yeah, you yeah. need that. I mean, for me, like, not to be negative, but what is more boring than going to an event night where it's one genre of music the whole entire time? My opinion about a genre of music, it's a song. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, one genre of music is one song, and that song is played in a variety of ways they call the genre or subgenre of music. For yeah. example, uh, minimal techno. Yeah, yeah, it's a song, and to go to one event to listen to one genre of music over oh, and over like, and over, right? Get a fucking life. I mean, I, I, I can imagine like, okay, I went to a Ninja Tunes event at Agehau. Agehau is the biggest club in Japan. That right? was an amazing it's actually, night. It's actually one of the biggest clubs in Asia. Really? It's a, month, it's a super club. It's yeah. a fucking super club. It's and, amazing. But because it, it was, it, okay, it was one theme, but it was different kinds of music. You had Cold Cut or Daedalus or Spank Rock or like Hextatic. various kinds. Hextatic. Yeah. Then it was pretty fucking awesome. But it when was. you go to a club and it's just like, okay, it's fucking cyber trance all night. Then yeah. like, I mean, even if you're on acid, that shit's not fun, dude. <laughs> you're just like, oh, dude, it's cyber trance. <laughs> like after an hour, you're going nuts, man. Like, so how about you guys? Okay, okay, right. Uh, modality. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, like usually when you go out, do you always DJ the same type of music or what do you do? What do you usually do, DJ? 
Well, I like to. I mean, over over the course of my my DJ, uh, for lack of a better word, we'll call it career. career. I've, I've played like everything from from like rock to hip hop to techno, mm-hmm. acid house, like blah blah. You name it, I've probably played it. And so, um, so I've I've kind of swung back and forth between trying to play every conceivable music genre that I can shove into one set mm-hmm. to focusing down into kind of a cohesive uh, genre. Person. Yeah, and so like then trying they, to figure you could be out, like, more identified with this. Right, right, exactly. So, so that I have more of a specific identity. Because what I've what I found is that um, being all things to all people is not necessarily not necessarily the greatest way to go. And also, it's it's like hard. It's technically harder. Yeah, because you have to yeah. have like a lot of technique and a lot of skill to be able to right. DJ anything. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I play hip hop, you have to be able to hit scratches. You have to be able to scratch, which yeah. is like a fucking fine art form in itself. Yeah. And yeah. Like to trans- transition from tight scratches to like German bass mixing or like mixing house and techno and stuff like that. It's just. Uh, it's not trivial. Like you have to plan and set out. Um, or yeah. I, I do personally. Like I can't just throw on whatever I want. I, have I, to, I mean, like, I know there's like people that can like beat match anything. They they can just they just have like a talent for it. And there's other right. people that can scratch anything into anything. But I it's mean, really difficult to be all encompassing. Yeah, you, you can't play any genre of music with any other genre of music. And if you know your music well enough, you can do it, you can smoothly transition through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be like super technical. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be fucking Cubert to like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to pull it off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a simple fade is a totally valid technique that anybody can do. Mm-hmm. And if you, if the timing's right, it sounds great. Yeah. yeah and yeah. if the tracks, the tracks match up, it sounds great. Like mm-hmm. selecting, I mean, selecting is a, the most important thing. Yeah. Like, what do you, What do you think about? Uh, well, okay. Wait, sorry. Sorry. Before I move ahead, but going back to the original question. So, how about nowadays? What are you DJing mostly, or what are you, you know, really into? Uh, recently, I've been playing a lot of electro house, mm. like, and uh, some techno. Um, nice. It just seems like that's kind of um, kind of hot at the moment and also it, it speaks to me in a way that like some other music recently has not because mm-hmm. uh, it kind of has a like a rock foundation uh, some some of the uh, synths are they're they're heavy which, which yeah, are like yeah, they're, they're kind of they're kind of dirty Dirty and heavy and a little bit grungy. Right, right, right. So, of course, you gotta feel the music if you're gonna play it, you know. Right. Otherwise, you feel like you're just like you might as well be a wedding DJ. Yeah. (laughs) If if I don't like what I'm playing, I I don't play it. Like I, I just don't play music I don't like. Yeah. Adam three, how about you? I'm the opposite. I am the opposite. I have to confess. I used to plan out my sets, and I used to know exactly what I was going to play. Uh And what I, what I found is that it was like. Like, just let me tell you this. Well, I got something to tell you. Uh-huh. I mean, no disrespect. I totally respect no, you. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that. What, what I, works what for I you? What found, works for you? Yeah, what I found has a different process. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like diverse snowflakes. But I just found that for me, it's very important to to read the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And every time I have a set planned out, it seems to, it it has its limitations within the the intimacy of the dancers and I find that the, I like to read the audiences and sometimes I have no idea what I'm going to play 
and sometimes I know exactly what I'm going to play. Um, but it really depends. Like for example, I rock up to the club um, and it's full of women. And I had this set intended, which I really like. I'm like, you know the music I really like and the, the music that women really like? It's a little bit different, right? That is exactly what my next question was going to be. So okay, like, well, Linda, <laughs> is uh, is what kind of audiences are the best? Because like, okay, like among us and mm. among our friends and stuff, we have like guys that are into hip hop, guys mm. that are into jungle, guys that are big ass fucking hippie stoners. I mean, you have like a little bit of everything in there. So how do you like decide what like what kind of people would you like to play for? You know what I mean? What kind of audiences are the best audience? Because I can say, like, from my personal experience, I've been to events before where it was, like, a little bit too yuppie. There's a little bit, like, one too many models there. Mm. And uh, a little bit just too... What do I want to say? It's just, like, a little bit too plastic, you know, yeah. for me. Where, like, I was there and I was just like, man, I just can't get into this crowd. Mm. More than anything, the crowd was killing. The venue was awesome. Mm -hmm. The crowd killed it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been in a situation where I feel the same way as the DJ. And that, you know, that can be a problem, especially if you don't play, you know, remixes of the latest top 40 shit that these people want to hear. Because they want to hear people, I mean, people want to hear music they know. Like, they, they want to yeah. identify with the music. Mm -hmm. uh, or they want to hear a sound that they at least vibe right, with. Right, they know, right, they know right. that sound. Right. You know? So if, mm -hmm. if, you don't, if you don't play music that your audience identifies with, you, you kind of have a problem, right? And if you, uh, yeah. and like, some people can just kind of effortlessly transition into music that their audience will identify with, but they, like, I don't really have that ability. Like, I like music I like. If you and I feel like if That's you want to, yeah. yeah. And if if you want to listen to music that you like, then go buy a fucking laptop and yeah, <laughs> make your own music. So in, do it yourself. In that case, then when you, when you're when you're being booked for like an event or something like that, then you're thinking like, okay, okay, this is Trump Room, or okay, this is Valours, or okay, this is like Gamaso, this is whatever you event space it is and you're thinking okay it's gonna be these types of people yeah I could do that yeah or it's gonna be these types of people I'm like you know what I don't really want to do that I uh, find like for, for me personally each venue has like a spirit or an essence and some I hear some tracks and I, I can as soon as I hear the track I know what venue it is prescribed for for example air yeah, like there are yeah. some tracks I've heard and I'm like, this is going in club air without a doubt. And there's some tracks it's like, this is womb, this yeah. is unit. I mean, of course, if it's an amazing track, uh -huh. it can be played anywhere. But there are, I, th I think, club specific <laughs> tracks. And it's conducive yeah, the, for the acoustics, for the vibe, the general. Because each club has a certain atmosphere or um, the characteristic that yeah. they're trying to achieve. And there's the also form. like the, they have the, like, the local guys that go there, like right. the people that like, you know, like going that modality. Yeah. How about you? Sa same or a little uh, different? Or for me, it's more about it's more about the people than the the vibe of the club. So mm -hmm. the people kind of dictate the vibe of the club. So yeah. and so the people who dictate it are the uh, 
obviously the, the club goers themselves, but yeah. also the resident DJs are, are hugely important because they're they're like they're setting the uh, they're setting the scene for for the no, other DJs. I mean, the, in my I mean, from what I know, but for you guys as well. Usually, when you get invited to play clubs, it's through either the organizer, resident DJ, this or is a whole their topic. This the, is a whole the, the club itself, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sometimes, like. So you kind of know what to expect when you're yeah. going in there, right? Because, yeah. like, I can imagine, like, back in the day at Nuts, before Nuts went down, like, you yeah. know Koya, you know, like, all the resident DJs, you know they're going to play, like, mainstream hip-hop or 90s hip-hop. There's only two choices, because it was a <laughs> hip-hop club, right? Yeah. right? So, like, and, you know, so when you go to other clubs, I imagine it's similar. You can imagine yeah. what you're getting into when you get in there, right? It's funny, because a lot of people, like... I've got the gear, I've got the songs, I've got the records, I've been practicing. And next up is how do I play in front of 500 people? Mm. How do I get get the, the books gigged? And it's yeah. funny because, I mean, how it, how it happens for me is a bit um, spiritual. I don't like to use that word, but it is kind of spiritual. It's interesting, like, it's basically the whole scene is about friends. It's all friends. It's not who is the best at playing music. It's about the friends and what your friends are into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every major event I've played from like 500 people to 1,000 people to 2,000 to 6,000 people, every single event I've played like this, I've always created it in my imagination first. I always see, I see the venue, I see the crowd, and I create it within my imagination. And the strangest thing is, sooner or later, someone rings me up and is like, would you like to play this event, this venue? And I'm on, I'm on the stage in front of 2,000 people and it's exactly what I imagined. And, it's ex and you're doing exactly what you thought you'd be doing. Yeah. It's like dreams kind of fucking true, amazing. <laughs> kind of fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. yeah but for, you know, each person's you know different how they go about it, right? You yeah. know. I mean, just maybe you just got some kind of fucking spiritual vibe, man. And you're just like, wow. I don't, I don't think there's anything there, spiritual. Man. It's just like, yeah. it's just, I, I guess, yeah. I no, I, you know what? It, it, like, maybe it's like the goddamn secret. It is, man. Book, that that the secret works. I just, that's all I get. You know say. what? You know what? That I, stuff works. You know, I never read The Secret and fuck all that shit, but I do believe <laughs> that uh, if you're a positive dude, then positive things happen. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you can't be like, no, absolutely. that is true. Sure. Negative ass, you know, like those, you always have those friends yeah. that are like really negative and everything's a fucking thorn in their side. And they're like, you know, fuck that shit. And fuck those dudes. And are they ever happy? Nah. No. no. They no. always have bad shit happening to them. No. Yeah. Complaining does not work. No. Ever. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Modality? So, for, for, uh, for booking clubs or getting events and stuff like that. So, is it usually through like a friend of a friend? Is it usually through a resident DJ? Yeah, um, so usually, direct approach. So usually it's just through it's through contacts that I've made uh, over the years in Tokyo, and then uh, and then yeah, if you make a promoter happy, um, if you make a promoter happy, obviously they'll they'll book you again. Yeah. But one thing that. Uh, Organizers don't tend to have a really long memory, so... Yeah. <laughs> this is true, this is true, right? Yeah. And there's a there's a really simple reason for that, and that reason is there are many, many DJs approaching them all the time for gigs. So like so true. So if you're if you're off the radar, they'll just stop approaching you because they're their plate is full, man. They they know. There are a lot of people that yeah. want their 15 minutes of fame out there. Yeah. That maybe not necessarily they they might not be the DJ for that event, but they're 
they want to be the DJ for that event. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, right. Yeah. Mm. So basically, if you want to play, you have to approach people. Mm. Um, uh, unless you hit, you know, there there are tiers. There are like levels of DJ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course like, there were. Yeah. I mean, of course there's like ultra famous DJs that make their right. living off of DJing. And right? they don't. You know? They don't have to look for gigs. No, they don't no, have no, to like go out on a Saturday night and be like, "Hey, man, what's up? You should, you should look me up." They don't mm -hmm. have to do that. Um, but for, for, um, I don't know, semi-pro. I don't, I don't even know what yeah, to call it. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Because, <laughs> like... Okay, okay, why, why, don't we say, why don't we say uh, <laughs> no problem, small yeah. to medium-sized club DJs? Yeah, yeah. Because small to medium-sized clubs only pay so much. They only mm -hmm. offer so much. They only have so many time slots. It's like mega clubs like uh, Ageha, which have the big bucks to mm -hmm. bring in people. But, like, right. small to medium club DJs. So, basically, you just... You have to be accommodating. You have to take... You have to be willing to take sometimes shitty time slots, and you have mm. to, um, yeah, you just have to, you have to be professional, you have to fucking show up on time, and not, like, be a dick about, uh, Oh, I don't like the sound here, like, what the fuck is this mixer? Right, a big, a big factor, too, is, like, if you're the best DJ in the world, and you play into an empty room, Sorry, that's it. It's it's a lot about numbers. It's, it is dude, political. It's, it's all about time. It's about time. Like, mm -hmm. um, I gotta admit, I, the last time that you played, I went. Yeah. I showed up just when you finished, man. Right, right. Because exactly. like it was just like I had to organize all these people. I think we went with the crew of like 15 people yeah, dude, to the club, yeah, yeah. and like I had to meet these people, meet these people, and by the time we got there, your yeah. fucking time slot was done. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. And and, the, and that is. That's completely unavoidable because I had the first time slot, which is like basically yeah. the last place. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and but on yeah. the other hand, like there's been other times I've seen you play where like everyone was like fucking gigging, you know. This yeah, depends yeah. on like the the timing, you know. Yeah, no, no, time time slot is key, and so so that's like that's the currency that you get paid in real time, like, right? Yeah, because mm -hmm. like the money. The money, the money is pretty negligible most of the time. I mean, sometimes it's better than others, but uh, yeah. there are some factors that go into that. Yeah, I have a, uh, a buddy here that plays, he's mostly house, but he kind of mixes it up. Um, I think that his his DJ name is like Bobby Boothman or something like that. And uh, I, I know that he says like, oh yeah, if I play, say, uh, Le Baron, then they, they never pay me more than each month end. But if I play Roppongi Hills, then I can be guaranteed like me San Yonman in, depending on the event, because it's a fucking. If you compare Roppongi Hills as a venue to LeBaron, the Roppongi Hills is fucking some old time. It's, it's a, a castle. Yeah, it's a five hundred million dollar building, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Not a, like a small club where you're playing in the basement, you know. Right. So of course you're gonna expect more out of it, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. funny though the reasons that people become DJs. One is to get money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why oh, would wait you? For a lot of, what is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to get money, right? <laughs> Another reason people get DJs like to to attract women. This is this is something. <laughs> this is something I no. wasn't gonna fucking bring up. No, because I mean we're all like old, I mean we're I'm all married. guys here. Yeah, I'm you're fucking. Married. If you, I wasn't gonna say, but okay, you're married. I got a girlfriend. Whatever, you know. He's and, engaged. Uh, there's so, a future Mrs. Modality. Yeah, so there's a future <laughs> Mrs. Modality, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know what. 
people outside of Japan that listen to our podcast, Got Faith Japan, or Got Faith Japan Stories, might not know is it's not like what you imagine it. It's not like, okay, yeah, I'm DJing a club and I go in there and I get mad pussy. Chicks are up hitting on me. You know, when when you DJ a party, you go in there, you're creating the atmosphere. <laughs> <We're just laughing>. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you're in there creating the atmosphere for your friends to fuck chicks. Not for you absolutely, to fuck chicks. Absolutely. For your friends to fuck chicks because you're stuck behind a goddamn DJ table. And one, one thing yeah. I realized, like, through years of DJing, I've been DJing, I can't even remember when I started, but there have been certain points where a normal, sane person would have said, Fuck this shit. Yeah, and why quit. the fuck? Because is... like when when it doesn't meet your expectations of money, women, success, fame, or whatever the reason is you start DJing, then once it once it fails you, oh. then you're like, well, I'm not gonna do that anymore. It's not why satisfying. Am I still doing the this? reason that the thing that keeps me going is love. I simply love the music. Nothing will stop me from DJing yeah. because I love the music. I, I, and through that, I have success. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I would also say that I usually take a break <laughs> like, yeah. at those times. Like, yeah. I, I just. Um, so basically, I'll get kind of fed up. Yeah. I'll be DJing a lot. I'll get fed up. And then I just I take some time off. And that kind of clears my head. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all it says. Yeah. It's so funny, though. I mean, it, in Tokyo, some of the best events I've been to have been on weeknights. Like on a Tuesday night, like I'm with friends like, can you come DJ this club? I'm like, it's a Tuesday. Right. It's Tokyo. Yeah. I'm like, no one's gonna be there. And some of the best memorable nights have been like, all the IPs are there, or it's just full of ravers, or the place yeah. is just going off. It's like, is it Tuesday? And it, the well, that's just explodes. Yeah, and that's one of the that's one of the shitty things about having the the nine to five like you know, main job mm. that we all have, mm. or most of us have. Mm. And uh, because you, like a lot of the time, I just don't have the opportunity to play those events because it's not, it's not possible. Mm. Like I can't, I mean, I suppose I could I used go to, to work on like two hours of sleep, but yeah. like, oh, I, guess, you know. I used to, I mean, now, now I play weekends and I'm just jumping back, to not to be argumentative or be a, a dick, but no, no, genre, bro. about genres. <laughs> I used to adhere to genres, and I was referred to as the drum and bass guy, and I played drum and bass. And I was uh, like, yeah, Johnny said the same thing. I don't play genres like anymore. I don't I don't even stick to a genre. Like, And I get, I get like this Saturday, I'm going to play with DJ Saza, Killer Panda, in, uh, in the entrance. It's free, by the way. Where, where at? Where uh, at? Just to plug the, it? The standing bar. Next to the 350 standing bar on Loganzaka, I think it is. Yeah. Right next door, upstairs, free entrance. It's gonna be an amazing night. The 300 yeah, standing yeah, bar yeah. on Doganzaka or yeah, it's, it's, it's near module, club module. Ah, yeah. near module. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's yeah. birthday. It's uh, Josh's birthday. Do you know the name of the venue? No. Oh, I'll post it in the notes for the show. Saza. Saza's <laughs> got everything. John Austin, Saza. It's like right, you know, the 350 bar? It's right next door and it's upstairs, a few floors. But anyway, I'm at, the point I was going to make is that I used to play genres and I don't play genres anymore and I get I get booked for pretty good gigs. <clears throat> and it's like, I don't, what the hell do I play? Next up, Adam3 with his mix, Bass Wars.
like whatever I whatever I'm feeling, and I think it's that that passion that that people respond to. I know that uh, that uh, there's a lot of DJs out there in Japan, in Tokyo specifically, because. Well, here, let me go back. When I first came to Japan was in 97. And DMB was so big at that point that you'd see fucking lions down the block for DMB events. That's, and then it was like down the <laughs> fucking block, dude. <laughs> and especially, I remember my uh, ex boss used to do events in Asia. And I and Harlem at that time, too, would have yeah. lines down the block because down 90s, 90s hip hop was so big then, yeah. right? Those two genres were just killing. And then you get into the 2000s and it kind of like starts to break off. You get little peaks here where there's kind of like this house boom where like young people are going out like trance, this is trance was huge trance it's like trance like especially huge. like a psychedelic trance I like i've seen lineups going like for blocks and blocks yeah. and blocks down the street and a lot of that trance was like those outdoor events those outdoor festivals were fucking killing like there'd be 80 year during the summertime around fuji mm. just in different areas around fuji mm. mount fuji would have like, these crazy outdoor events oh quick plug my boy full propulsion cd release party this man's a genius it is psychedelic trance it's gonna be in uh in kabuki show kabuki show in shinjuku yeah it's most eisley on, on uh, star wars man i love kabuki show <laughs> so it's just yeah. yeah it's totally dirty yeah and grimy yeah. what was that what was that movie that that guy made with the uh, shaky camera and the dmt in tokyo Oh, uh, do you know what I'm talking Blair about? Blair Witch Project? <laughs> it's something like that. It's a, a Tokyo version. Blair Witch Tokyo. When he made it, like, uh, it's kind of like a Requiem for a Dream type uh, movie. When he had made it, he put all these cameras on light poles in Shinjuku. Oh. Like, going around Shinjuku, and he just left them there. Oh, and then, like, they man. just filmed shit. And then he used that for the raw footage. <laughs> Fucking Kabuki insane, Joe, dude. just for the people who don't know, is Moss Eisley. On Star Wars, it's, it's a hive of scum and villains. Scum, <laughs> scum, <laughs> villains, and prostitutes galore, dude. It's and ladyboys, if you're into that, there's lots of ladyboys over I, there, too. I have ridden my bicycle through there on a Sunday morning, 11 a.m., uh -huh. and people just leaving the clubs. And like, all kinds of witchcraft and didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> just witchcraft going on. And, and, yeah, it's just fishy. Like, uh, one, of our, one of our boys was over there, uh, Drew. Before you know, from Splitworks, and uh, he uh, he was taking photos, and just a bunch of gangsters popped out of the woodwork and just cornered him. And they're like, "Wait, who the fuck are you taking photos of? You taking photos of that girl? That's our girl. Who are you fucking taking photos of?" And they're like, "Give me your camera." And he has like a two thousand dollar camera, and he's like, uh, "No, no, I'm deleting him. I'm deleting him." And he kind of ducked down to show him that he was deleting him, and he just scurried through him and just fucking ran for his life, dude. <laughs> yeah. Because they were gonna roll him up. They're gonna steal his camera and kick his ass, dude. Yeah. For taking, you don't even take photos around there. Yeah, you did. It's one place you, you don't start fights. You don't do anything around yeah. there. Like <laughs> back like, in Canada, man, that's one thing about Canada is people like to fight. America too. I'm from <laughs> Seattle. I'm right down the road for you. I'm from Seattle. Right, man. Right. In, so. in Kabukicho, you don't do that. You just Portland, don't. yeah. We're like, <laughs> we do. We have like the Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, like fucking Northwest like, side. Northwest side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. I now, have to say, I mean, it's off the record, but oh. I love Japan. I love Japan. I love Japan. I love Japan. There's so many things about this country that blow my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an awesome place to live. And for anyone who loves the city, who are city, I mean, I'm 
Maybe it's because we're from the Northwest, where we have、mm. cities, but they're not big cities. They're not LA's and they're not New York's. So you kind of get attracted to that kind of big city thing. I,、mm. I lived in Portland for 13 years, but I actually grew up in Iowa in a town of like 12,000 people.、Oh, and like God,、no. in the last 10、oh, minutes,、no. 12,000 people have gone to. Yeah, and that's just a small station.、Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people? What do they say? Three million people go through Shibuya Crossing a day. Right.、Oh, I mean, it's fucking it's ridiculous, man. Three、yeah. million people through one intersection a but day. But it's safe. But it's safe. It's okay. Safe. It's usually safe. Segue.、Um, what's the craziest <laughs> shit you've ever seen in a bar? Because I've been since in the ten years this time in the ten years I've been in Japan, I've been clubbing, I've been partying, I've passed out in clubs, I've been kicked out of clubs, I've gotten I, anything you can imagine happening in a club. I've probably done in a club.、Mm-hmm. Except I don't think I've ever had anything stuck in my butt in a club. But you know, you don't know for sure. Yeah, you don't know for sure. I passed out in clubs, like in the back corner booth, and who knows, dude? dude I bet you've woken up and been like, "Where is my butter?" Okay, well, I did. Did I get hemorrhoids? What was the fuck, dude? I'm a little young for hemorrhoids.、Yeah. But、uh, what's the craziest shit you've seen while like either at a club or while DJing an event? Or all right,、um, I was actually. This was right after the earthquake, like a week after the earthquake. Okay, okay.、Um, so this was would have been the March of last year. Yeah, and like the white flight had had occurred out of Tokyo, so like the mass exodus. Yeah, so yeah, the fear. So it's already weird that because I was like the only white guy in Tokyo, and、uh, besides us, because we stay too. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so it was just the three of us, probably. Yeah,、mm-hmm. uh, and I was in this hip hop club, and. I don't know if you've seen the the G rides rolling around Shibuya. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. They kind of the hydraulics. And yeah, they're like a lot of them are the car crews out of Yokohama. Yeah, there's like a big car crew scene down there with like fucking sixty four Impalas yeah, and yeah. classics. Yeah, and they go they go straight up like California G style. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they're into. And they were all well, I don't know if they were all there, but a lot of them were in this、uh, this club that I was attending, and.、Uh, That I just kind of stumbled into off the street, basically,、mm-hmm. and、uh, and you, you know we live in Japan, so you have the super minority experience like all the time,、mm-hmm. but you don't often have it with a, a situation where everyone is like g'd up and like emulating the the gang thing, the kind of west so west side gangster thing, yeah, 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 yeah. the Chicano thing, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 and it was just it was the weirdest vibe, and I. I was on my best behavior because, like, you know, just in case. No, bad boy, <laughs> bad boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just have, in case. I have been in that situation. Yeah.、Um, <clears throat> and, but, the, okay. So that was, that was a little strange. That was mildly odd situation.、Mm-hmm. But at a certain point in the night, the DJs were great, and I was having a blast. They were、mm-hmm. playing like. Good, like what lighter shade of brown or something? Was like G right shit,、yeah. like Warren G and no. shit. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, just, I'm just joking. Good hip, good hip hop. I don't hear too much in Tokyo, so it, it, it was nice. It was、uh, refreshing. And、uh, at a certain point of the night, like the lights came up,、uh-huh. the music went down.、Uh-huh. Staff brought out tables.、Uh-huh. Everybody on the dance floor sat down at the tables. Like nobody, nobody fucking like、Blink、acted weird. Everyone,、yeah. no one, nobody blinked an eye. And I'm just sitting there watching this, and I'm like, 
Yakuza groups were running supplies up to Fukushima before yeah. the Japanese. Oh, uh, sorry, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> before they can even get into it, right? Yeah, before yeah, yeah. The, the, the government could even, like, organize things. Right? Yeah. Well, Adam 3, what do you think? What was the craziest shit you've ever seen at a club? Here. Well, to be honest, I'm not sure if my family is really like, no, <laughs> well, I mean, song. like, just some crazy things that you've seen, like, not involving you, but just that you've seen around the way. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I, I've seen a lot of stuff. I used to club, I mean, I'm a, I'm a married man now, and I'm a bit settled down, but I used to club, like, like Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and a Saturday night. I used to club like that, and I'm like... I'm like DJing, I used to DJ a lot, or just go and support and dance. Um, so it's, it's all kind of a blur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like, it's all crazy, but it's, it's all good. But I have to say, like, the, the Japanese club scene, one thing I love about Japan is how respectable and respective and honorable Japanese people are. I mean, I've only seen a, a fight of times and it's not many a, fights not many fights and it's always some foreigner starting the fight or trying to molest some guy's girlfriend and then you know and i you know happens. like i i that that's true i did do you know one guy he got jacked by a girl dude no he was like no he was trying to smoke out he was okay so for the listeners who don't know, like, okay, weed's really illegal. Marijuana is really illegal in Japan. So, it's bad. Like, oh, yeah, oh, you, your brain. Yeah, you'll go to you'll go to big time jail. <laughs> and this guy, no, he was like trying to smoke a joint, and then a girl walked up to him, took it out of his hand, no, and she just fucking started smoking it. And then she's like, she like, fuck you. And then he tried to say something to her, and then like a couple guys walked over and just jumped him. No. Yeah, and just like, like, what'd you say to our girl? And just like jacked him up, you know? Like, I don't know the whole story. I mean, that was that was all I caught from the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, generally speaking, in Tokyo or in Japan, you don't see fights at clubs. It's not like back. I mean, in Seattle, I did a, I did a short, very voluptuous girl, and we couldn't go to the hip hop club. Could go. Impossible. If we tried to go down to the hip hop club down Pioneer Square, she would get slapped in the ass maybe 20 times in one night. It's just not possible. So I ended up having, when I was a university student at the UW, I did a hip hop, like I did the show, like soon. Uh, the, the Student Hip Hop Organization of Washington. We had this like whole group and stuff. We used to do independent hip hop shows and like uh, Sage Francis or Atmosphere and like shows like this. But when I went out for fun, I couldn't even go to a hip hop show. I had to go to like a, a house club or like a trans club or something because the girl just couldn't hang, you know? She was like too bonky bon. And then like, but in Japan, you don't see that. You don't have these kinds of problems. You don't, Dude's like at the bar ordering a drink and get all angry and start trying to fight. Mm-hmm. I, I do actually have a personal people. I have heard of this story. <laughs> <laughs> it just it ha- it keeps happening to me. And I don't know why, um, but yeah, it doesn't. Um, nothing's actually happened, but I have I have made. Enemies, or well, had to scold a young man. Yeah, there were there were ang- angry words were spoken. Yeah, but even then, even with the angry words, did it escalate into a fight? No, 
not like a fight <laughs> fight like right no no, I mean, generally speaking, no. I mean, you touch me. I, 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 I rush up against me. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it, it happens. But yeah. it's like you, you know, you just realize, like, I mean, I fought the guy in the club. He was hitting me. And I don't know what was going on in my head. I turned around, and I clocked him, and it's just I realized I'm like, wait a second, you're in Tokyo. Yeah, there's no reason to fight. I, I just quickly apologize. Water under the bridge, and you know. I think there's a big thing for Westerners that come to Japan, especially Americans and Canadians that come to Japan, is like, we're used to having like space. We're from big countries, mm -hmm. we have like space, we have like this bubble around us. And it takes a while to get used to having people like constantly rubbing up on you. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like they're fucking boners on you, it's just like they rub up on you because of the amount of space. And I think sometimes Japanese like uh, club goers, maybe in the this, this situation of the dance floor, they don't realize that there's that much open space. They're so used to just bumping up against people on trains and, and Shibuya Scramble and like and Shinjuku that they just fucking think like, man, fuck it, I'll rub up against this dude right here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have a little different thing. I think it's a passive aggressive way to fuck with people. To fuck with people that they, that they might not like. Yeah, right. Whoever, and not necessarily, like I've had white, I've had white guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, a yeah. Japanese thing either. Yeah. I, can, I gotta say that, like, it goes both ways. I, I won't pinpoint, like, like any one group of people, Japanese or foreigners or, like, black or white or Asian. Yeah. It happens all the way around. Yeah. It's just a weird pet peeve, and I've, I've worked through it. Like, I feel I'm okay with it. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Getting towards the end of the show, guys. We gotta start fucking wrapping shit up, but, okay. Clubs, DJing, shitty things you sing. What's the fucking best event that you've been to in Japan? The best like club Did event. You play that or been to? First been to. Second been play to. that. Yeah. Best row is tough. I know, or something <laughs> that, so so, or maybe something that wasn't the best, but that was fucking very memorable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, like I'll start off. I saw the Beat Nuts at uh, Club Nuts before it closed down, and I was with a girl of mine from New York, like we are gigging, I think uh, that time Grand Puba came too, and uh, I, I'm really into like 90s hip hop, and, and my girl's like, I'm from New York, I go to that VIP room if I want, motherfuckers, and then we were like in the VIP room, and all of a sudden we're like partying with like Beat Nuts and shit. They had like, they did like a main show and they also did like a side DJ room after their main show. It was really personable. It was like I was like in like a local club, mm -hmm. like in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. like in 94, right after uh, Intoxicated Demons came out. You know what I mean? It like, it seemed like down to earth, awesome show. And I've been to Fuji Rock. I've been to like uh, Summer Sonic. I've been to all, all these huge festivals. And I have to say that was one of the best shows that I've ever been to because it was like, these are dudes I listened to in high school, yeah. and now I'm just gigging with them yeah. in Tokyo, yeah. shooting the shit with Psycholess. Nice. No shit, <laughs> man. I mean, and I was like fucking impressed, you know. Yeah. So that was like kind of my example of like the best show I've been to. Yeah. But... Um, <clears throat> best show I played. Bentu. Bentu. What's the best show I've been to? Mentu in Tokyo, see that's tough because Tokyo has consistently or memorable, like a high memorable. Level. Um, I, I mean, when you said that, I actually shot back to Portland where I saw Doc, Doc Martin playing this like shitty uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. four in the morning, and we were just out of our minds. And it, it was.
was amazing. Like sweat was actually condensating on the pipes and then dripping, dripping back down. It was madness. Yeah. Um, and in Tokyo, like I actually can't think of any experience. <laughs> no, no, no. That would top that. That would top that. Right. Well, I, I guess I, I shouldn't say best, but just a memorable one, you know. So many good ones. Uh, I mean, there's like a lot of good Some ones. Like, obviously, like uh, like when LTJ Bookham, MC Conrad came to town, DJ Marky, Makoto, uh, DJ Aki, like so many good memories of these guys. But um, some of the, the most memorable nights have been unexpected ones, like uh, Kazu, my friend, MC Cards called Memphis. We're, gonna, we're doing a night at Milk. This is back when Milk was running. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, it's a Thursday night, I'll come check it out. And they set up a half, half pipe. I skated there. that half pipe with a pro skater, Chris Hustler. And MC Cards, uh, man, like he's one of the <coughs> best MCs, like hands down, I confess, man. Respect to the man. And, He's just laying it down to some thick drum and bass, and it's a Thursday night, and it's like VIPs. I mean, I use that term loosely. I mean, like, well, very important people in the it, scene. It means like everyone was like producers, MCs, DJs. They're involved in music, in the right? uh, clothing industries, oh. into, into making the film industries, into organizing. Well, basically, people that are really into what they do. And like the the place is full of like passionate people, I should call them, the VIP. And I was like, wow, this is a Thursday. And it was just stuck in my mind. It's like, this is a Thursday night in Tokyo. And like, and they, you know, they hand me a mic and I could MC for them. And you know, going on the half pipe. And it was like, and Kilo was there, Johnny was there. So many good nights with Johnny. Yeah, so many good nights. Yeah, for those of you out there that listen to the Gafe Japan podcast, of course. Yeah, Johnny, he also DJs, and we all know each other through Johnny, so, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I have to add one to the, to mine, which is Jungle Raga event on the sidewalk in front of Yoyogi Koen, Yoyogi Park, nice. during the Cherry Blossom viewing season. Oh, yes. Right on the sidewalk, yeah. and just fucking jungle forever, Ooh, dude. Yeah. And, like, Japanese yeah. guys, I don't even know what they're saying, but yeah. it's in Japanese. And they're fucking going to Miller, but it was just so heavy. Yeah. Everyone's drunk, cops come and shut it down, and people are like <laughs> yeah. chanting, oh, fuck yeah. the police, fuck the police, <laughs> fuck the police, and fucking just moving, man. Love yeah, it. actually, some of, my fa- some of my favorite memories are during Konami season. Absolutely. In Yoyogi Park. Yoyogi like, Park. Yeah, yeah. so the sick, crazy, man. like, renegade parties. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to put one together this year, but at some point, I totally want to do we it. You know, to, you know what? This is, might be a little shout out. It might be a little bit premature, but we are we are 11 episodes away from our 100th episode of Gotham Age Event. And you know when that's going to arrive is right around Hanami So we're thinking about doing either a club event in Koenji, probably at Dynamo or one of these places over here, or doing an outdoor Hanami party. Outdoor Hanami. For a fucking 100th episode of Do Gotham Age Event. Do it! Do it! Oh, fuck man. it. That's what I want to do, man. Oh, that's like exactly what I want to do. Renegade. Uh, yeah, man. Well, if, if, I, if me and Johnny do that, would you guys DJ? Fuck you. Yeah. 
awesome. See if I can work it into my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, guys, man. Thanks for coming on. Got Fade Japan. Got Fade Japan thank stories. You. Yeah, I mean, remember, guys, if you want to support the show, go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and please subscribe. And more important than subscribing, tell a friend. Tell your frenemy. Tell your mom. Tell your grandmother. Fuck it. Tell your boss. Get fired. I don't give a fuck. Just <laughs> tell <laughs> many people, you know? Tell your gimp. Tell your gimp. Tell that little <laughs> gimp in the cage downstairs. <laughs> Turn it on for them while you're at work. You know, the kid in the cage has to have some entertainment too. And um, of course, GotFadeJapan.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, Podbean's our host. Vimeo's our video site. All that shit. And go to SoundCloud. Check out Adam3. Check out Modality. Remember, if you search DJ Modality. It's just SoundCloud.com slash DJ Modality. DJ Modality. If you go to Adam3, make sure that you look under people, not under tracks. Also, right? also uh, check out Full Propulsion, Timothy Wisdom, DJ Wood. Everything DJ Wood plays is my new favorite genre. It's just your, it's your favorite shit. Right? Genius! You have genius on the West Coast. I mean, the, I just want to... Is it okay? Oh, yeah, plug yeah. away, man. Plug away. The, the, West Co- up, man. the West Coast music scene of Canada and North America is exploding right now with bass music and ghetto funk and it's amazing because oh, that ghetto people, funk, they just share the music it's all about love and, and helping each other rise up okay. and, 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 and again we're going to put some of uh, Modality and uh, Adam 3's music into the show during the middle part and at the end or maybe throughout the whole thing I don't fucking know you know, we're gonna have music in there. Also, links in the show titles. So make sure you check out their shit. Support their shit. Remember, Cafe Japan, me and Johnny. Johnny's back in Okinawa next week, and we'll be back on this shit, bitches. Johnny. Yeah. So, with that, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right, all right. Peace. 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 Cafe Japan is about two dudes, booze. Japan in the news. That's right, that's right. Because you know when you die, you shoot yourself. And of course, our news takes place where? In Japan, dude. <laughs> I wonder if she's into anal. Because <laughs> she takes so many shit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is not the, the, the Kake podcast. This is the news. The, the, the bar club is filled with like just bikini girls all dancing, busting their tails and shit. Oh, it's fucking sick, dude. I see girls here passed out, like I said before, the Louis Vuitton purse under their arm. Uh, no problem, right? She was a prostitute at a fucking sex parlor in, what was it? Was it in Tokyo? It was in Osaka. <laughs> if you were at a fucking, like, like hardware store, and a sketchy looking guy looking really nervous, a blood minister comes in asking for a can, call the cops. So, wait, are we gonna go like 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 or 1, 2, 3, 4, 5? We're gonna go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah, of course, you know. <laughs> 3. Bye-bye. Alright, shit that didn't make the cut this week, but news out of Japan, we might as well go through the top 5. Let's do it. Talk about it a little bit. So, uh, number 5. Number 5. Alligators seen in Nagasaki Prefecture Reservoir. Damn, that's the way to do it. John Wayne could eat that shit. Number 4. For running members only prostitution website. Alright, number three. Juvenile prison inmates accused of forcing fellow detainee to drink 15 liters of water. Damn, dude, I'm so glad I only drink alcohol. (laughs) Number two. Number two. 
Even Aki Man arrested for fatally stabbing brother. My fucking brother, man. Christmas, he ain't getting shit. <laughs> that motherfucker ain't getting shit for no Christmas. No Christmas cake for you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't giving you a cookie or none. <laughs> Number one. Here we go. Canadian rock, rock band, Sum 41 singer, hospitalized in Osaka after attack. What? Let's see. Absolutely spread the word. Call your friends, call your neighbor, call your boss. Don't call your boss. Call your, your, your son, surgery or whatever. That's not even English. Whatever. Call us, Dude, I'm fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> go to the website, leave a comment. Go to iTunes, leave a comment, or give us a star rating. Mm. Subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Oh yeah, definitely subscribe. I mean, every email that I open is like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> I want to kill you, Shane. Oh, dude. We got fucked up last night, basically. Dude, we got. I agree. I agree. Yeah.